Welcome to the Health and Biz Bites podcast. I'm your host, Mike Beverly. Thanks for tuning in today. This podcast is dedicated to individuals and professionals who desire to learn more about the subject and business aspects of non-traditional technologies and approaches to better health and vitality. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. In today's episode, we have the privilege of hosting a true luminary in the worlds of motivation, business, and personal development. Joining us is Chris Widener, an accomplished American author and motivational speaker. His impact on the industry is nothing short of remarkable. Chris was involved in a collaborative effort and co-authored the influential 2005 book, 12 Pillars, with legendary motivational speaker, Jim Rohn. This book stands as a testament to his commitment to empowering individuals on their journey to success. Join us today as we delve into the wealth of wisdom Chris Widener brings to the Health and Biz Bites podcast. From the 12 pillars of success to navigating the intersection of health and business, this promises to be an episode filled with insights that can transform your approach to life and entrepreneurship. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and informed by the one and only Chris Wider. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, you're more than welcome. And I am so delighted that not only have I been a consumer of your content and your books, but we've been personal friends now for over 20 years. Yep, we sure have. Well, tell tell our audience a little bit about how you became involved with and spent so much time uh, traveling and mentoring and teaching with Jim Rohn. Yeah, so um, I graduated college in 1988 and I started speaking. I started a speaking career uh, sort of along uh, sort of alongside of my regular career, which was I was a youth minister at first for three years in northern New Jersey and then a pastor in Seattle for 11 years, for a total of 14 years from 88 till 2002. And uh, when I became a pastor, I was what they call a church planter, which means that I didn't go into an established church. I started churches. So I would go in, I'd collect people, get them to do a Bible study. Then we'd start meeting on Sundays and and that kind of thing. But as you can imagine, that doesn't pay very well. So I had to figure out a way to pay my bills. So I was uh, doing speaking engagements. and, And in the mid 90s, I started writing books and those kinds of things. And then uh, I decided to go and write and speak full time in 2002. I had been ghostwriting for John Maxwell at that point, and uh, in 2002 decided to go do that full time. And uh, it was shortly thereafter, uh, probably I think uh, September of 2002, I was called by uh, the Jim Rohn uh, folks, and they asked if I wanted to uh, co-write with Jim the one-year program, the Jim Rohn One-Year Success Program, which eventually we condensed into a fictional book called Twelve Pillars. And I spent seven years, his last seven years of his life, working with him and doing events with him and and writing with him and and all those kinds of things. And 
And then that led into um, co-hosting a television show with Zig Ziglar. So in three years, well, not in three years, well, I guess it was probably about uh, about five years time. I had worked with three of the legends of our industry, John Maxwell, Jim Rohn, and Zig Ziglar. And uh, people always say, how did you, uh, you know, how did you become so successful in the speaking industry? I said, it's really simple. <clears throat> it's a three-step process, really simple. Just first of all, have John Maxwell call you. Second of all, have Jim Rohn call you. And then lastly, have Zig Ziglar call you. And once you get those three things, it's really quite easy. So, <laughs> but uh, no, I've been very fortunate to work with some of the great legends and and they gave a lot to me. And And now as I get older, I like to give a lot to other folks. That's that's incredible. That, that's a <laughs> that have this person call you, have that person call you. That's that's pretty. That's some keys to success right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that I'm sure there's more to that story than than than. Well, that than, is an overly simplified version, but yeah. That's that's interesting. Well, I know I've watched a lot of your interviews with Zig and with Jim, and did I hear correctly that the the last interview that Jim Rohn did was with you before he passed away yeah yeah the last videotaped interview that jim ever gave and then i found out probably about two or three months ago i was in dallas giving a speech with uh, uh tom ziggler was there as well and i didn't know it till he said it he you know we were in the room together and i'd spoken earlier and he was spoken later and he said and by the way chris and my dad chris did the last video interview my dad ever did and i i never knew that you know, Zig passed away 11 years ago or so. And I've, I've always told people I did the last videotaped interview with Jim Rohn, never knew until about two or three months ago that the last show uh, of true performance that Zig and I did together was the very last time he was ever videotaped uh, on, um, you know, on film. Wow. Wow. How does that make you feel? It's pretty amazing. You know, it's, 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 um, it's, it's neat, neat to see how God works his hand and the, um, the things that he's enabled me to be able to do and experience and, and all those kinds of things. It's, it's quite, quite fun. That is, that is amazing. And as Chris and I were discussing before we started the recording, um, he mentioned how God works and, and God had a big hand in Chris and I meeting initially about 20 years ago when he, he was working as a professional speaker then, and we had him here to speak to a, business group of ours in Daytona beach. And my wife and I got to host him that weekend and both fell in love with not only his message, but him as a, as an individual. And we stayed good friends and, and I was honored, but also blessed to be in his 2020 mastermind group where I met another gentleman by the name of Ed Weens, who had a major impact, not only on my personal life, but my health. And I, I have to thank Chris and the Lord for putting it all together for us to meet, because without that chain of events, which were orchestrated by a higher, a higher power, for sure, I, I don't know that I'd be here today. So, uh, Chris, I want to personally thank you because you were persistent. And I, I told you no several times about doing that mastermind, but you were persistent and you knew, God knew, my wife knew that I needed that growth opportunity. So uh, so I'm here to personally thank you for that. Well, I think it was probably, you know, Anna telling you, you're going to have to sleep on the couch for a while if you don't join the group that probably was the one that did it over. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she knew that for about eight years, maybe 10, 
that I had not, I had not touched uh, a good motivational self-help personal development book. I had, I had strayed away from my Bible study, lots of things. She knew that I was on a downward spiral that uh, was not good. And uh, while she didn't threaten that, she did say, she did say, you need to do this. And what's ironic and so profound is the day you called me at my office, which Anna rarely came to, she happened to be there that day. Uh, and you made me put her put her on speaker so we could all talk. And after you finished talking, she said, put it on mute. So I was on mute and she's mouthing the words, you need to do this. Yeah. You know, so so I'm thankful that she loves me enough that she knew that I needed it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so Chris, you and I both grew up in kind of a tumultuous home life. And a lot of people, unless they read your books and know your story, they won't know the things that you went through and the troubled childhood that you experienced. So would you mind sharing that with our audience? Sure. Yeah, born and raised in Seattle area, first 50 years of my life in Seattle, then uh, six years in Scottsdale, and now two or three years going, starting our third year here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. But um, my dad died when I was four. And my dad was the fifth partner at a firm called MBBJ. And MBBJ is one of the 20 largest firms in in the world now. You go to any major city in the world and they have an office there. And um, in 1969, he made $90,000. Uh, which was about a million dollars a year uh, now in, in today's dollar. Well, with inflation, maybe even a million two or something like that. But um, he died virtually with no uh, no insurance, none of that. My mom had to sell a house that we were living in at the time that recently sold for $3.8 million. She had to sell it because she couldn't afford the $400 a month mortgage payment. And so uh, that began a downward spiral. My mom got into flipping houses. We lived in 28 homes. I went to 11 different schools. I don't know why my mom didn't flip houses in the same school district, uh, but uh, that would have made it a little easier on me. But uh, 28 homes, 11 different schools, shipped off to live with relatives twice, once in the fourth grade, once in the ninth grade. Um, My mom had borderline personality disorder. Uh, I always tell people my mom was the greatest thing that ever happened to me and the worst thing that ever happened to me. Uh, I remember once when I was, I don't know, 10 or 11, she walked me into a book store and she said, if all these people could write books, you could write books. And now 24 books later, and my 24th book's being turned into a movie. Uh, the the, the screenplay is almost done from one of Clint Eastwood's screenwriters. Um, and so um, it's been a, a, a crazy challenge. I, I became a Christian the summer before my senior year. Um, I, I was trouble, trouble, trouble in high school. My sophomore year of high school, I had uh, uh, 47 written referrals to the principal's office. Sports is probably the only thing that really saved me. I, I played catcher on the baseball team and quarterback in the football team and point guard of the basketball team. And, and I loved athletics. And it's probably the one thing that kind of kept me from going over the edge and, and, uh, and then, you know, becoming a Christian that, that gave me purpose and, and those kinds of things in my life and ended up being a pastor and now spent my life writing and speaking and trying to encourage and motivate people and, and train people for a, a great life. Well, that's uh, that's an amazing story. And similar to you, I uh, loved music and uh, music. Music was so easy for me. And my my father tried for three years to keep me out of the band, but band literally saved me 
from from not only his brutality, but uh, from from dropping out of school and getting into all kinds of trouble. And thank goodness I never got into drugs, but uh, but I I did discover alcohol and was probably a borderline teenage alcoholic. Uh, but it, things happened. But but the the music and the band kept me there and positive and moving forward. So I'm thankful that I did discover that like you with athletics. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, so that is exciting news. Now, what, what's the name of that book, Chris, that's going to be turned into a movie? It's called four seasons. It's about a billionaire who finds out he has one year left to live. So he has four seasons left to live. And the, and, and actually here's the funny thing, Mike, I wrote it in 1995. It's the very first book I ever wrote. And I carried around on a floppy disk until about 2010. And then I put it up on the, on the, the Google drive, kept it there. And then after my 23rd book called lasting impact, my publisher said, what are you going to do next? I said, I don't know. He goes, well, do you have anything in the works? I go, well, I wrote this thing like, you know, back in 1995, I said, why don't I send it over? So I sent it over and two weeks later, I got an email back that said uh, it comes out in November and people started reading it. I mean, I've had billionaires call me up and weeping on the phone um, because the, the idea is, is we all know we're going to die, but we all think it's going to be a long time from now. Right. And, and so because we always think it's way out there somewhere, it doesn't provide the profound impetus that we need to live and enjoy and experience our lives today. And so when this billionaire who has recently sold his company and decided, you know, he's 57, he's going to go travel the world with his wife and, you know, do fun things with the kids and grandkids, all of a sudden the doctor says, you're done one year from now, within one year, you'll, you'll be dead. Now, all of a sudden it's his last wedding anniversary and his last Thanksgiving and his last high school graduation he's going to go to, and his his last wedding that he's going to go to, and his last Christmas, and his last wedding anniversary, and, you know, all those kinds of things. And now, every single time he has one of those experiences, the the beauty and the profundity of it is forefront, because he knows it's the last one. And so I guess the idea is, is to challenge people to, to embrace their own mortality and uh, and realize that we all go sometime. In fact, my wife told me today, she just got back from yoga class and one of the gals in her yoga class, a relatively young gal, uh, went on a hike the other day and died, just out of the blue, just died, collapsed on her, on her thing and died. And, you know, I was sitting there thinking, I wonder if on the drive to the, you know, you're driving to this hike and you think, oh, it's a beautiful day. It's going to be so fun. I'm thrilled to be out in nature. And, you, you know, you don't know that within two hours, you will no longer exist. And how would life be different if we if we really truly not only knew because we do know, but that it played a role in driving us, and um, and 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 creating that meaning for us. So that's the whole point of the the uh, the book. Uh, screenplay will be done before the end of the year. We've got investors already lined up. We got some pretty big producers and and stars. Actually, uh, it's it's actually shocking to see the team that God's putting together. We've already got our director. We've already got a producer. We've already got a uh, the person who's writing the score and uh, just a lot of crazy crazy opportunities there. So, well, that sounds exciting. I know I listened to the Audible book and. Uh... <clears throat> Um, that that is really I'm thrilled. Congratulations! Thanks. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'll be curious to see 
who will be the stars of that uh, that particular production. That'll be of exciting. So uh, yeah, one one of the things, uh, and I and I'll tell you, uh, three of the books that I've read most of your books, um, but I, I'd have to say my absolute favorite is Leadership Rules. Oh yeah, and and I believe that book would make a great movie. Yeah, we're actually talking about, you know, once we got this production company up and running, a lot of the books, you know, 12 Pillars would make a great one. And, and you know, Jim Rohn was so big in the network marketing world that I think uh, I think we could do a ton of uh, business in the network marketing world if we took one of Jim Rohn's books and made it into a into a movie. So we're looking at, uh, yeah, uh, Leadership Rules is sort of based in a football small town, East Creek, Texas. And of course, the Jim Rohn book is fiction. And uh, Angel Inside, Angel Inside or 12 Pillars will probably be the second movie we make. But Angel Inside is a young man and an old Italian man who spend one half day together in Florence, Italy, where the older man teaches the younger American man uh, stories from the life of Michelangelo and success secrets from the life of Michelangelo and, and those kinds of things. So there's a lot that we could do. And then I've got some other ideas, but we're, we're excited about it. And, um, you know, culturally movies can move people and, and, uh, you know, it's probably movies and television media, obviously the biggest shaper of who we are as, as Americans. Yes. That, that would for, be good. For better or for worse. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, Anna and I are, uh, planning a trip to Italy uh, next May or June. So uh, we want to go see. Uh, well, you let me know. I've got a, I've got, I, you know, I do food and wine tours there all through Tuscany. We, uh, we do a food and wine tour based on the book, the angel inside. And so uh, I got all the guides and all the car drivers and all the, anything you need, you let me know. I can, I can hook you up. Well, we, we want to do that. We want to, we certainly want to talk about that in the, uh, the, another one of my, I mean, I've got probably the top five Chris Widener books, but above all else mm. uh, is is a, a fabulous story as well. So how, that's that's essentially the 13th pillar, right? The 12 pillars. And then it's 30 years later is above all else. It's what happened to the young guy. And now he's passing along one last pillar to his grandson. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it was a, it was a great book. So, uh, so where, where do you see, I mean, obviously, it sounds like you're going to be busy for a while with all these projects you've got going and, and your new project you mentioned. We, we'll have you share that in a moment. But where else do you see yourself going and your mission, your passion in life, Chris? Where do you see all that evolving, say, for the next two to five years? Well, this may be where your audience rolls their eyes, but um, I really feel called to politics. Um, I've, I've always, well, not always, but I've been involved in politics a lot, really gotten more deeply involved in 2003 when a, one of my best friends asked me to be his speech coach when he ran for governor. And uh, I ended up running for the United States Senate in 2010. Uh, I built the largest uh, conservative Facebook page um, in 2008 through 2015 before we sold it, built a, a conservative website that was getting 20 million page views a month. And um and then just have been very involved in politics. You know, everybody says, uh, well, I was having a conversation with my, my youngest daughter who goes to Vanderbilt. And she said, not everything is politics. And I said, actually, everything is politics. And she said, well, we were dry. I was driving her back to Vanderbilt. We were just leaving Chattanooga. And I remember there was this giant strip of grass in between the, in between the two sides of the freeway. I said, see that grass right there? She said, yeah. And I said, that's politics. 
And she goes, well, what do you mean that's politics? How is grass politics? I said, somebody had to decide how many lanes of the freeway each one of these was going to be. They had to decide how wide the total was going to be. They had to decide were they going to put gravel in the middle or were they going to put grass in the middle? They had to decide how many people they were going to hire to mow that grass. They had to decide how many people, how often that grass was going to get mowed. Everything, including the grass in the middle of the freeways, comes down to people making decisions for uh, the rest of our society, right? And that's why I tell people, I obviously have my political persuasion. I'm, I'm conservative. I'm proud to say I'm conservative. But I tell people all the time, I don't care whether you agree with me or not, get involved. That's what makes America different than the rest of the world. We have a say. You know, there's a lot of places around the world, billions of people that are governed under governments where they don't have a say. It doesn't matter if you're conservative, liberal, moderate, middle of the road, you know, uh, Republican, Democrat, libertarian, vegetarian, doesn't matter. Right. Uh, but we get that's one of the beautiful things about America. So, you know, I may not like it if somebody votes for a different person, but I like it that they vote because that is the great American experiment. And so um uh, I, I believe in in our process, and and uh, so I'm very involved in politics right now, and trying to bring a a tempered but strong, uh, measured voice to the things that I believe in. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, I I, kn I know we were <clears throat> us and a lot of people were in prayer for you during those times when you're running against Patty Murray and, yeah. and yeah. Washington State, and I know that got a little ugly at times. Yeah, uh, for you and your family. So, uh, any rate, uh, I'm proud of you. And do you do you see yourself running for a specific office? Well, uh, you know, it's funny. I live in Tennessee now, and people have asked me, "Are you going to run for office?" I'm like, "Who would I run against?" I like all my people. You know, it's it's like we're in a. And again, this is from my perspective. This it would be like a liberal living in Massachusetts. Like, I like all my people. Who am I going to run against? Right? You know. And so for me, I. I I'm, I go to church with my congressman. I like him. He's a great guy. We have coffee probably once every other month. Uh, I like my state senator. I like my state rep. I like my U.S. senators. I like my governor. I mean, who am I going to run against? So uh, I'll let them do that work, and uh, and I'll be a pontificator from the sidelines. That's that's so interesting you say that. About a month ago, I went to a Chamber of Commerce luncheon and saw our congressman. His name is Daniel Webster, and he is a descendant of the Daniel Webster. Oh. Uh, and at any rate, uh, 28 years ago to the month that I saw Dan at a Chamber of Commerce function, I introduced him as our guest speaker at our local Rotary Club when I lived in Orlando, and he was wow. a state representative then. Wow. So, so we laughed at each other. He said, we haven't changed much, Mike, except less hair and a lot more gray. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was interesting, interesting to see how that all evolves. So, uh, so Chris, uh, if someone wanted to reach out to you to learn about your books, learn about your projects, or to hear about your new project that you're dealing with, how would they, how would they do that? Yeah, sure. If they're interested in sort of the business side and motivational side, that kind of thing, um, they can just go to chriswidener.com. That's W-I-D-E-N-E-R, chriswidener.com. Um, if they click on the shop there, it'll take them to Amazon, to my Amazon page, and you'll see dozens of books and audio programs, that kind of thing. If uh, people are out there and they say, oh, I'm a conservative person in business, we're launching, uh, I'm launching a, a new business with a guy named Dinesh D'Souza, who uh, started out in the Reagan administration. He's become sort of a conservative icon. 
uh, where, you know, books and films and, you know, podcasts and all those kinds of things. We just launched something called the Red Referral Network. And uh, folks can go to redreferralnetwork.com and register there. It's free to register. Uh, all you do is give an email and a zip code and, uh, and uh, we give you some great information. We train people how to be better business people and, and uh, basically putting people together to do business with one another and to refer business to one another. So given the uh, inflation we've experienced and the economy that we're experiencing, everybody can, uh, everybody can do more business and, and make more money. Everybody would like to do more business and make more money. And uh, this is a way that we put conservatives in a room together once a week and they get to know each other and they refer business to one another. So very excited about that. And people can find that at redreferralnetwork.com. Redreferralnetwork.com. I'll put that in the show notes. But uh, so will these uh, groups be geographically uh, affiliated or is it nationwide? Yep. All well, they will be all over the nation, but there we it, it's why we ask for a, a zip code. Very first thing we ask you for is zip code because that will allow people to find each other. Uh, if somebody says, Hey, I want to start a group, and then somebody three weeks later joins our network and they type in that zip code, they will get notification that there's a group already going. And the group leader will get a notification that somebody in their zip code wants to find a group. So uh, we're spending a lot of money on the website, getting it all built up and uh, and uh, ready for, for folks to be able. We want to do everything we can to facilitate them being able to get together, to learn with one another, to grow together, to uh, have a mission together, but then also to refer business to one another. Well, that sounds like a... Uh a valuable source for networking and potential yeah. business opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So Chris, it's been a pleasure to see you again. We haven't spoken in a while since uh, the end of 2020 when we were on Zooms constantly during the mastermind group yeah. that you created. Um, are there any final thoughts or takeaways you'd like to offer our listeners before we wrap up today? Yeah, you know, I just I've been encouraging people to just really take life seriously. You know, the older I'm getting, yeah, I'm 57 and and you know, you start looking down the pike and you kind of go, okay, well, eventually this whole thing wraps up. Uh, and you know, we're fortunate if we get to live longer, but there's again no no guarantee that you do. And uh, and so every day is precious. And, you know, they can go and buy my book four seasons. It'll challenge them to think about uh think about life and think about the meaning of life and think about the, um, the preciousness of life. And, um, and so, yeah, just, just make sure that you're living your best life, make the most of each and every day. Cause you just never know when it ends. That is such, such valuable, uh, advice, Chris. We, we appreciate you, uh, sharing that. And, uh, Folks, I'll have all of Chris's information, especially the refer the redreferralnetwork.com in the show notes. But if you'd like to reach out to me to learn more about my mission and passion for alternative modalities and holistic health and wellness, you can go to www.mikebeverly.life. And while there, you can hit the podcast tab and listen to this episode along with many others. There's lots of great information there and some pod, some blogs that feature a lot of great educational content as well. So uh, we'll look forward to having you again. And uh, we're delighted that you got to pop on and hear such an inspiring speaker, author, and entrepreneur like Chris Wagner. So 
look forward to having you on another episode real soon. Have a wonderful rest of your day, everyone. Take care. Hey, everyone, and thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you're listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you happen to be listening, please subscribe. Leave a five-star rating and review if you choose to do so. And I'm grateful for you and that you're spending this time with me. Have a wonderful rest of your day.